Welcome to Red Maryland's Election Focus, a podcast focusing on the 2018 Maryland state and local elections, with interviews with candidates, leading political consultants, and political newsmakers. Here's your host, Greg Klein. Hello and welcome to Red Maryland's Election Focus. I'm your host, Greg Klein. Tonight's show is dedicated to the upcoming municipal elections in Annapolis and Frederick coming up in November. After the break, you'll hear from James Appel, who is running for the Board of Aldermen in Annapolis in Ward 5. Later on, we'll reprise our interview with Jerry Wozik of the Maryland Republican Party, giving us an overview of this year's municipal elections. All that and more tonight on Red Maryland's Election Focus. You can subscribe to all of our Red Maryland Network programming on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and the TuneIn Radio app. You can also listen to the Red Maryland Network by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash redmaryland or visit the home base for all things Red Maryland, redmaryland.com. Welcome back. I'm joined now by James Appel, who's running for Annapolis Alderman in Ward 5. James, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Well, the uh, Annapolis election is is coming up. Tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're running for the uh, Board of Aldermen from Ward 5. I moved to Annapolis nearly 30 years ago and have always been integrally involved in the community from homeowners associations to parent-teacher boards, a variety of other uh, volunteer work. And I had been uh, precluded from running for public office due to my federal job. And when I took a position within the Hogan administration, those restrictions were lifted. So I uh, I wanted to continue giving back to the giving back to the community, and I decided to run for city council. For those who aren't familiar with Annapolis, what part of the city is Ward Five? Uh, Ward Five consists of two precincts. Uh, the first is Hilltop Lane from essentially Spa Road down to uh, Garden Gate. Uh, there are three cross streets, um, Garden Gate, Young's Farm Road, and Gemini. And then there are several courts off of that. Um, there's also a few on the uh, in the east side of Hilltop, Boxwood and Chatham. And then on the other, pre- uh, the other precinct on the other side of Forest Drive is Annapolis Overlook, Hunt Meadow, and uh, one additional street, Harness Creek View Court. Well, now there are there are um, citywide elections uh, throughout the city of Annapolis. What are some of the big issues in this year's campaign, and and what are you out talking about, and what are you hearing about from your constituents? Certainly, in Ward Five and the other wards on the Annapolis Neck, traffic is the biggest issue. <clears throat> Um, anybody who's driven down up or down Forest Drive during rush hour can understand that uh, the, the Annapolis Neck is overcrowded and development needs to be taken under control. And so that's one of the main issues that I've been running on. Um, we need to simply stop development on the Neck until we can mitigate some of these uh, the traffic issues. Um, with development comes several other long-term liabilities, um, the, the strain it puts on water and sewer, the um, added population for police and fire departments. So all that needs to be considered as we, as we continue to develop the city. And, and for now, we need simple until all that can be brought under control. Um, and the second major issue is crime. Uh, the, the MS-13 gangs 
have infiltrated the city. Uh, they really are becoming embedded, um, and a good percentage of our population lives in fear because of these gangs. And the city can't do it alone. They've created a task force with Annapolis County and the state's attorney's office and are doing what they can to crack down. Um, but they need more resources and they need more help. And that's what I'd like to what I'd like to bring to the council. Well, let me let me ask you, of course, uh, Annapolis is on paper very heavily Democratic. Uh, you're running as, as a Republican. There's a Republican mayor there. Mayor Panalides is running for reelection. These are very local issues that you're talking about, and I'm sure you're talking to folks on you're knocking on doors on a one-on-one basis. Are you getting a sense that voters in the city are willing to look beyond, uh, you know, party identification and and get to trying to solve some of the real issues you're talking about? Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> when I first started knocking on doors at the beginning of the summer. I, I didn't use a walk list. I literally knocked on every single door. It didn't matter to me what party affiliation they were. And everyone had very similar concerns. Along with, you know, traffic, development, public safety, um, outdoor recreation, open space. You're right. They're not, they're not partisan issues. And, um, and people do look past that. And that's why I, also feel like I have a strong chance to win. Yeah, well, the city is, as you know, the, the board of aldermen is uh, that runs the city, the mayor, as I understand it, has, has one vote on that board. Is that right? That's correct. The mayor is one of nine. Uh, he's the chairman of the board, but he is only one of nine. He doesn't have veto power as the county executive or the governor does. So the mayor needs, the mayor needs more support. He needs more um more people who have similar ideas to his. And I think, unfortunately, far too often in the past, especially with a Republican mayor, the 7-1 Democratic City Council simply voted down ideas and initiatives brought to the board by the mayor um, for partisan reasons. And I thought that was uh, that was unfortunate. Yeah, well, it definitely needs your help. Now, now um, this is this in the city of Frederick, two big municipal elections, that are going on in the state, um, it, the, the vote totals, and you can give us a sense of maybe what the results were last time around in in, in Ward 5. Um, but obviously, any help that you guys can get from folks who are listening to this that can come help can make a big difference because these are all going to be, uh, from what we hear, very close races. Is that right? It is. Um, the mayor won by fewer than 100 votes. Um, the contested automatic races... Uh, some of the last number were won by fewer than 100 votes. Um, I'm anticipating fewer than 1,000 total votes in Ward 5. So every vote does count. Um, one of the things I've stressed to constituents that I've spoken with is how important it is for them to come out and vote. Uh, anyone who says, yeah, you know, I might be able to get out and vote, I explain to them that while they're one of 1,000 in this election compared to the gubernatorial presidential elections where there may be, you know, one of millions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one person coming in and helping you guys out can can make a big difference. And as you say, not just helping the mayor get reelected, but helping uh, get some good Republican candidates. And, and we do have, and I, and I want to ask you about that, we do have some really good Republican candidates in addition to yourself who are running 
um, throughout the city for the board of aldermen. How well have you all been able to work as a team? And what's your what's your feeling right now as you head towards the the final stretch? Um, you know, we all feel we all feel good. Um, we have worked together on on several issues, um, but we all stepped up for different reasons. We all looked at the way the city council had been run over years, and felt like we could all make it make a difference. And we all stepped up for for different reasons. <clears throat> um, just to go in in order. Uh, Larry Clausen from Ward One has been uh, in, very involved in the Ward One politics. Um, you know, it consists of downtown, um, a very vocal group, um, and the um, the Ward One Association um, uh, has been a, a big part of his campaign. Um, Fred Payone is running for re-election, um, the only Republican on the council. Uh, again, he's a two-time incumbent. But both elections have been extremely close. Uh, myself in Ward 5, um, a, new, a, a total newcomer to politics, uh, David Frankel in Ward 7, um, former district attorney, um, extremely intelligent man who has come into his homeowners association and found, um, and found a bunch of problems and really helped his homeowners association, and that's where he got the bug. And he said, huh, I can help my homeowners association, maybe I can help Annapolis. And then in Ward 8, Julie Massog, uh, head of the economic development group for the county, um, an extremely smart woman who I would greatly look forward to working with on the city council to help solve a lot of the budget issues for the city. Well, it sounds like a great group. Look, look, folks who are listening to this are probably very involved in politics and we want to encourage them all to get involved. How can they uh, contact you or contact some of the other candidates in Annapolis and get plugged in in this, this final few days? Um, we all have websites. Mine is uh, Appel for Ward 5. It's A-P-P-E-L 4, F-O-R, Ward 5, the number 5, dot com. Uh, you can search for it on the web or on Facebook. And I've got an email address. My cell phone is out there. I'm happy to hear from anybody. Um, The other candidates also have websites and Facebook pages, uh, a Google search, or if you go to the Annapolis City Elections page, uh, there's a list of all the candidates with links to their pages as well. Before we let you go, are there any other, are there any events coming up that you want to let people know about? Obviously the election is coming up and where is the greatest need that people can have an impact? Um, the next two Saturdays, um, this Saturday and next, folks are meeting at the headquarters for Mayor Panelides at 703 Giddings Avenue, which is behind Growl Supermarket in West Annapolis. Uh, we're meeting there each Saturday morning at 10 a.m. to go out and do door knocking and canvassing and trying to get the word out. So anybody who's available Saturday morning at 10 o'clock, please show up at the, uh, at the mayor's office. At, the, at his headquarters office. Well, James Appel is running for Annapolis Alderman from Ward 5. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You were listening to Maryland's most respected conservative voice, Red Maryland. You can subscribe to all of our Red Maryland Network programming on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and the TuneIn Radio app. You can also listen to the Red Maryland Network by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash redmaryland or visit the home base for all things Red Maryland, redmaryland.com. Joining us on the hotline right now 
is uh, Jerry Woeswick from the Maryland Republican Party. Jerry, how you doing? Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm uh, pretty excited for this. Yeah, not a problem. Glad you were able to come on. Jerry, you've got a unique job in the uh, Maryland Republican Party, which is something that we haven't had in the Republican Party for, for quite a long time. So just tell folks a little bit kind of what your role is in the party and what your areas of responsibility are. Uh, no, absolutely. And, you know, uh, unique is uh, definitely one way to put it. Uh, you know, it's uh, first off, I want to say it's really exciting, and it shows you know the kind of dedication um, that you know, like Chairman Dirk Hare has uh, to you know the Republican Party here in Maryland. Uh, you know, set us on a new course, try and actually focus us on you know these small races and moving us forward. So, uh, what my position is is I am the municipal political director. Um, so, aside from having a long title. Um, which probably, you know, makes my uh, job sound way more important. <laughs> um, uh, what I am working on this year is the local races. Um, you know, the, the races that, you know, we have that go on in these odd years that are far too often forgotten about. It's those races where we see the lowest of low turnout. Um, and you kind of have to have a different mentality um, when that stuff uh, is going on. So uh, my main focus uh, pretty much through this year has been on our two uh, partisan elections that we have going on. Uh, the uh, one city uh, elections up in Frederick and as well as the elections we've got down here in Annapolis. Um, now between the two, I kind of have uh, differing roles that we kind of have going on. Um, you know, uh, but both kind of focused around uh, the similar, the same thing. Um, here in, uh, now to kind of fill you in on the, uh, the races in and of themselves, um, obviously it's the mayor's race and then uh, the city council race in uh, both. Um, so uh, kind of just the way I try to view it in like, you know, the most general sense is I'm trying to just be a conduit to the state party as well as a consultant um, to all of these candidates. When you get a lot of these, you know, races for aldermen, you know, the, the, the title for them for the city council, um, when you get, uh, you know, some of these candidates, very often, you know, they don't have a whole lot of uh, political experience, a whole lot of experience kind of getting into uh, the political realm. Uh, so what that kind of means is we need to do, like, you know, I shouldn't say hand-holding, but just a little bit of guiding. Um, the one thing that's great about, I, would, I can definitely say about all of our candidates is, you know, they're all very passionate and they've all been involved um, in their community in some way, shape, or form and with varying backgrounds, um, which is the most interesting part. Um, and they're kind of all just trying to move the party forward. So what I've been trying to do is set them kind of on the right course. I mean, um, I won't use, you know, say this about them, but a lot of times with candidates in politics, what I've noticed is, you know, they can be like a bowling ball, you know, they'll just move. And sometimes you just got to put up the bumpers, you know, <laughs> just to kind of make sure they're, they're continuing on the, the, uh, the path that they need to go because they always have, they have the passion, they have the drive. You just need to make sure that, you know, they're moving in the right direction. And that makes, you know, my job kind of easy. So what I've been doing um, right now, uh, more so, um, has been trying to, we're really focusing on our volunteer stuff right now. Um, but prior to that, 
you know, trying to help them uh, put together some messaging, put together some ideas with what they are, uh, what they would like to do, um, really illustrate their background, and illustrate to the community, like, you know, what they are bringing um, in terms of uh, what, what they would bring, what experience they would have, and, uh, you know, how they can pretty much set up. And then uh, now since we're kind of onto that final rush um, where it's, uh, we get into the real fun time, um, now we're focused on, you know, contacting as many voters as possible. Uh, fortunately, the state party has been, you know, we've really been trying to work hard on this stuff. Uh, Patrick O'Keefe um, has really been uh, heading up this great program uh, to get more volunteers, especially younger people involved, and then uh, kind of just move our party forward um, so we can get our door-to-door -door stuff, because especially when it comes to these local elections, that's what it's all about. You know, I mean, it's all about that one-on-one -on -one -to -one contact, door-to-door, pound on the pavement, and, uh, you know, really uh, figuring out, you know, the issues in the city and moving forward. So I'd say that's kind of a little bit longer of an <laughs> explanation of what I've got going on. But, you know, uh, I, I'm, I fill in however I'm needed. You know, if, uh, a lot of these candidates, they, they, they really know what they're, they're doing. They really have a good idea, and I'm just here to kind of help hone in and, uh, you know, cut off the extra stuff that they don't need and focus on the important things. Well, let's talk about Annapolis really quick. Obviously, that's a really near and dear election to, to us. Uh, certainly going back to 2013, where Mayor Panelides was elected by roughly 50 votes or so, um, you know, and, and Greg and I walked uh, walked doors in that race, and, and, and we were happy to do that. And I know that, um, you know, this time, uh, what, what people don't realize is that while Mayor Panelides is, you know, is the mayor, um, you know, the other eight members of the of the Board of Aldermen, you know, are, are seven Democrats and, and one Republican. This time through, we have five Republican candidates who are running, which is an improvement over 2013. And, you know, it, it looks like, you know, you know, we have several, several strong candidates. So why don't you, uh, if you can, just kind of tell us a little bit about some of the Republicans who are running in Annapolis this year. No, absolutely. You know, and uh, it's one of the things that... <laughs> So thank you, first off, for uh, door knocking back in 2013, because <laughs> one of the things that we like to talk about a lot is, um, so on that Sunday, right before the election, um, we, there was a, uh, a massive door knock that was uh, put together. And uh, in the end, you know, Mayor Penalties won by 59 votes. And we've been saying, you know, if you get 50 people out there, and they're all door knocking, and they're able to change one person's mind, or they are able to get one extra person out to vote. You know that could make the entire difference. Um, so you know, on the, the Republican side, you're absolutely right. You know, it's uh, we're we're very fortunate. We've got a lot of strong candidates. Uh, you know, here in Annapolis, uh, just kind of running top to bottom. Um, so in Ward One, which is the downtown uh, area, kind of you know, it's the part of Annapolis that when you see a postcard, that's what you're thinking of. Uh, we've got a gentleman named Larry Clawson who's running, who's been very involved in uh, the Ward 1 Residents Association. And uh, that was something that, you know, we, when we look at, uh, you know, when we're trying to figure out candidates and everything, um, the Ward 1 Residents Association is one of the strongest, uh, you know, re uh, associations that is in Annapolis. They really, I mean, since the majority of the, a lot of the business is going on downtown, they pretty much are heavily involved. There are a lot of, you know, very educated, um, you know, voters about the city's uh, past. They are constant. They're the ones that see, 
excuse me, all the restaurants, a lot of the businesses kind of come into that area. So they have a whole lot. Larry Clawson is great. He's got a very deep background, um, military background as well. Um, moving up to Ward 2, which is uh, also known as West Annapolis. That is actually where our one incumbent Republican is from, uh, Fred Payone. Uh, he uh, used to be a, uh, a prosecutor and everything, and, you know, he'll uh, – it, it, it definitely comes through, especially in uh, city council uh, meetings. Um, you know, he's very intelligent, very involved in the city finances, um, you know, constantly. Uh, he's been a, a great ally to mayor panel ladies, um, and uh, he's uh, very involved in uh, his community up in West Annapolis then, too. Uh, moving over to Ward 5, which uh, personally is uh, – I've – very interested in this uh, in this alderman race. Um, gentleman we have running is James Appel, uh, who we might all be familiar with. Um, with uh, I believe he's the uh, comptroller for Governor Hogan, um, and uh, he is uh, uh, the Ward Five. Actually, is Mayor Panelady's home district. Um, uh, very uh, much there when it comes to them. They've got a whole lot of issues with overdevelopment. There's massive plans that have been coming into place and uh, for, you know, these huge, you know, I believe it's a retirement uh, community that they're now talking about. Um, he's going up against a gentleman named Mark Rodriguez, um, who's much less experienced and relatively new to the ward. Um, but James Appel is an excellent candidate, very strong candidate, and uh, one of our best door knockers, too, <laughs> which is great. Uh, over in Ward 7, we've got... Uh, uh, David Frankel, um, and Ward 7, this is actually kind of like a cool side note. Ward 7, it isn't really known for having much of an identity um, in Annapolis. It's kind of, you know, it's in the southern, you know, part. It's, it's like southeastern part of Annapolis, um, and it borders right along the county. And, you know, it's kind of a little bit out of the way. It doesn't have much of a, a you know, identity. Um, and David Frankel actually is, you know, it's right off of the bay and everything. Um, a whole lot of it has a lot of the maritime community. And he said, actually, like, we should start calling it uh, Bayside. And considering a whole lot of things are around that. And I, uh, there's a retirement community known as Baywoods in that area, too. And he, he's, you know, also very intelligent, knows a whole lot about the area. He's lived in that ward for, I think, like 20-some years with his wife uh, and their dog, uh, who's adorable. <laughs> uh, so he's uh, been very much involved in that community. Uh, uh, so, And then moving up to Ward 8, um, we have a candidate known as Julie Mussock, uh, who um, is, uh, works for County Executive Steve Schick. Um, the, uh, Julie is wonderful. Um, has been involved in the community for quite some time. Um, she actually had been approached to run for uh, this Alderman uh, race for quite some time, for a couple of years now, um, because she had started up a number of uh, residence groups um, designed around uh, stopping violence in the community, uh, trying to get kids more involved, and she's taken an active role. Uh, so we're very fortunate, you know, uh, pretty much from top to bottom with all of our candidates. You know, they've all been pretty well involved in their community for quite some time. And uh, what's really great and what I'm really looking forward to over this next month, uh, well, month and a half or so, um, 
they contrast uh, significantly with their Democrat uh, counterparts. Um, and, you know, we've I've spoken with Matt Panelese about this a number of times, you know. He's, he's very focused, obviously, on his race because he's got a whole lot of stuff coming up, and we can get into that in a bit then, too. But um, he said, you know, Jerry, it's been pretty tough being by myself on that council. You know, uh, <laughs> all too often I uh, get, get into something where I, I just really don't have the support. That being said, you know, he's gone almost four full years, you know, uh, so he's had to work in a bipartisan manner. But, you know, when he puts up a, uh, um, a uh, tax decrease and uh, it's shot down by the council, uh, it's a little dis- disappointing. I mean, there was a, uh, another fee increase that came up before the city council, and uh, there were only two people that actually voted against it. And uh, so I thought it was pretty funny. You know, here's another side note then. So when the most recent city budget came out uh, for the, uh, the fiscal year, um, he, uh, he had proposed a tax decrease. Um, he had uh, proposed some cuts in spending and, you know, trying to rework it. And he's gotten all the tons of grants uh, through federal and state government with help of Governor Larry Hogan and uh, County Executive Shue. Um, and, you know, he managed to get it passed and passed some bipartisan support, of course. And, you know, the, the headline of the uh, uh, paper the next day was, you know, city council passes city budget. And then right below it was Democrat city council members uh, hold press conference opposing uh, city, uh, city budget. And it was just like, this is, this is incredible. <laughs> You just passed it, and now you're saying that you didn't like it. So, uh, you know, it's, it, we've, we've got a lot to work forward here, or look uh, forward to here. Um, you know, uh, County Executive Shu had said uh, before um, that it was uh, Mayor Panelides' win in uh, 2013 that set the stage for uh, Governor Hogan's win in uh, 2014. So looking to keep that going. That's definitely true. Let's talk a little bit about Mayor Panellini's race. And obviously, you know, we watched with interest, particularly the Democratic primary, where I think a lot of people on the outside of Annapolis were surprised that uh, John Astle, who, of course, is an institution in Annapolis on the Democratic side, was easily taken out by Gavin Buckley in the Democratic primary. Does that does Buckley's win change any of the calculus as far as? Um, you know how to to approach the election, or is the kind of the, the 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 campaign kind of still on the same course it was before? What is what did the Democratic primary do to change, if anything, kind of the thought process going into the general election? That's a, that's a very good question. Um, you know, looking when we were kind of analyzing it pre-primary, um, it, uh, it it was going to be um, a a different campaign that had to be run down the stretch. Um, you know, you look at uh, Senator Astle, who is um, very, uh, who has been, I would say, an enigma in Democrats. Uh, you know, a lifetime NRA member who supported sanctuary cities, oh, I'm sorry, was a sponsor of uh, sanctuary states. Um, you, know, you don't find something like that too often. Now, um, that being said, when you look at Gavin Buckley, um, he is a self-described progressive. Um, he has a, he's a successful restaurateur. 
Uh, he has multiple restaurants in Annapolis. But when he gets talking about Annapolis, he gets more into, I want to say, almost changing, looking to change the, uh, the fabric of Annapolis, you know, uh, looking to get away from the historic uh, issues there. So when we kind of discuss uh, contrasting, when we were, prior to the primary, when we were discussing, you know, how uh, Mayor Panelides would contrast with uh, Senator Astle and how he would contrast with uh, Mr. Buckley, it was very, very different. Um, you know, and now that we have, uh, you know, Gavin that we're going up against, um, we, we, I, I won't say we threw out the, he, he threw out the playbook, um, but I'd say that it, a lot of it got uh, rewritten. <laughs> so, um, but it's exciting, you know, because this is, this is a really good opportunity to kind of take a look at what, where Annapolis is at and what uh, Mayor Panelides has done and set, you know, the, the course going forward. Uh, you know, Gavin has a whole lot of plans that um, are, in my opinion, a little unrealistic. Uh, I mean, for one thing, he would like to put a Ferris wheel at City Dock um, and... Um, think that, you know, when we are addressing infrastructure programs such as, like, infrastructure needs such as uh, rebuilding the Noah Hillman garage, I don't think that uh, a Ferris wheel is on, high on the list there. Um, so it's something that, you know, we've kind of, what we're looking at, you know, and, you know, Mayor Panelides, he's going to be, he's got a lot of stuff that <laughs> he's got, that he's got different uh, from, different from uh, Gavin. Um, but it's going to be a good campaign. You know, it's, we've got a lot to look forward to and this is a good way to kind of, uh, I, I think having an opponent such as Gavin Buckley is going to give an opportunity for, you know, Mike's vision of what Annapolis is going to be and what it can be, uh, a better opportunity to really shine through. Well, let's talk about Frederick a little bit. We don't want to leave them out up in Frederick. Oh, Obviously, uh, yeah. Mayor Randy McClement's running for, for re-election. Uh, an entirely new slate of city council candidates are running this time around uh, with uh, the one Republican alderman, Phil Dacey, um, not running for re-election um, this year. Tell us a little bit about the situation uh, in Frederick and whether or not, uh, one, Mayor McClement's uh, prospects for re-election, and two, the possibility of picking up alderman seats uh, in the alderman election. Uh, this is this is good, and this is actually going to be a, this is going to be a fun one to watch come election night. Um, you know, especially given the opportunity. Uh, I mean, at Mayor McClement, you know, running for his third term, uh, you know, doing incredibly well. He's he's an he's an impressive guy. Um, you know, just to kind of get into like you know his race, you know, real quick before I touch on the aldermen because I really want to talk about them. Um, I remember the very first night that I actually met him was. Uh, it was uh, pre-primary. Um, it was before his campaign had kicked off. Or, I'm sorry, it was the night that he had uh, had his campaign kickoff event. I was just stopping up there, uh, you know, to see how he was doing, you know, see where the came, campaign was headed. And, you know, it was very interesting. I, I got talking with him. I got talking with his campaign manager. And, you know, th they are very efficient is the best way I can describe it. You know, he's got his, he has his plan in place, you know, of how he's going to run and what he's going to do. And it's, it's very impressive, you know. I mean, the, the way he just has everything all set uh, and all plotted out. 
the one thing that he had said that night, you know, which really rung uh, through to me is, you know, um, he talks a lot. He said something along the lines of how, uh, you know, candidates will come in and say they have all this vision, you know, for the future. And there's this vision of, like, you know, all the, this change that they want to make. And I, I apologize to Mayor McClement because I'm butchering his words. <laughs> he put it much <laughs> more eloquently. Uh, but he said, you know, sometimes they come in with this, this unsustainable and unreliable, you know, vision for what they want to do and how they want to change it. Uh, you know, the city that, you know, the city of Frederick. And, you know, you're not going to get that from me. You know, what you're going to get from me is someone that is truly, you know, that understands how this is going to work, that understands how to get forward and will only commit to something that is within, you know, reason. Uh, a lot of these local races, people come in with all these plans of great change, of all these things that we can do. And he's realistic. He's, he says, well, this is what we can do. This is how we're going to improve. And you look at what he's done in Frederick. His, his record speaks for itself. Um, it's very impressive. And I think that uh, um, his opponent, you know, is going to inevitably be talking more about the successes that Frederick has had rather than uh, uh, failures, So, um, which is good. But, no, to get into uh, the Alderman uh, candidates up there, um, a lot of good, uh, we, we've got some good candidates up there, you know, and Frederick, what's exciting about this is that we've got an opportunity to try and get a whole new slate of people on the city council to help out Mayor McClement. And you know what, that's, it, this is a pretty cool opportunity because it's, you're wiping the slate clean and you get going. So uh, we've got uh, Katie Bowersox, who admittedly I don't know as much about, I haven't had a chance to really sit down with her, um, but then Alan Imhoff, I'd uh, He's a guy that's been pretty well dedicated uh, to the community. He's run uh, for office a couple of times. And um, one of the reasons why he said he ran was he's like, well, well, you know, I'm not seeing enough people that are on the ballot. And that concerns me because those Republican ideals just aren't there. You know, we, we need to make sure that they're kind of pressed into Frederick. And uh, yeah, which was great. You know, I mean, we, we need more people to say that, you know, there's not enough representation from Republicans. We need them to be, <laughs> we need people to get involved. We need people to be doing this. And it's, it's very uh, good that Alan stepped up. Um, Nate Power, uh, you know, he's been also involved, uh, uh, still working and everything. Very good guy, very intelligent, very much involved. Uh, I had a meeting with uh, all the Frederick candidates, um, minus a couple, um, well, it was about a month ago. And uh, he was asking questions, very much involved. I get a couple emails from him and <laughs> just uh, following up on stuff. So he's, he's doing pretty well, too. Um, uh, then we also have Brian Cheney. Now, Brian is kind of new to this. Um, so Brian uh, stepped in after um, having a brain fart here, uh, after someone had to step out due to a health issue. So Brian was appointed by the committee, and... Uh, he's been a man on fire ever since. Um, I actually had a meeting with Patrick O'Keefe um, prior to hopping on this call on, to, uh, on the radio with you guys. Um, and he was saying, he's like, you know, Brian's been reaching out to me a whole lot. I was like, oh, well, you know, good. That's me too. Uh, so actually, thank you for reminding me. I need to call Brian. <laughs> so, but he's uh, been, you know, he's got a business. 
um, and everything. He's been running through uh, Frederick for quite some time. Um, he's got a whole lot of like really cool ideas that he's been talking about. A lot of environmental things, you know, charging stations for these cars, fixing up the cross crosswalks, technology, really getting involved. Um, and then the last guy that I actually want to talk about is one who's been very involved and I talk with, I feel like, every day. Um, his name's Hayden Duke. Um, Hayden's a uh, school teacher. And uh, oddly enough, I think tonight is actually a uh, fundraiser that he's having. And the uh, speaker is um, the president of the Teenage Republicans up there. And I got talking to him, and he's bringing up good points. He's like, you know, we need to make sure that these kids are more involved. You know, I talk to them all the time, and I hear, like, what they've got going on. And I just really don't think that they're getting enough of a voice, and they're the ones that are going to be running this. You know, so Hayden's a younger guy that really has kind of got is hearing from these, you know, young people that we've got going and um, that really need, that want to get more involved, that have things to say, that want to see the table and want to be talking about stuff. And, uh, you know, and I thought that was really cool. He, when he said to me, he's like, Jerry, well, I think I'm going to have a fundraiser with, uh, you know, the president of the Teenage Republicans. And my first thought is, ooh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's normally not the best headliner. And then I got thinking, and he explained to me, he's like, but Jerry, this is what's important. These are, the, these are the people that are actually important. We need to hear what they have to say. And we should be giving them the opportunity. And I was like, Hayden, you're absolutely right, man. I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, so he, he's a really exciting candidate. And he's uh, um, been getting out there and uh, doing a whole lot of door knocking, too. So um, you can definitely tell that the, uh, the candidates that we have for all of them up there, they're excited. They want to be moving forward. Um, they... they <laughs> They really would like to help out Mayor McClement, and, uh, you know, it's it's good that they've got, uh, that they've stepped up um, and uh, moving forward. I will say it was very disappointing when I found out that uh, the candidates, because there was no contested primary, their names actually didn't appear on the ballot uh, in the primary, which I wasn't too happy about. I think that's something that should be an issue, but, you know, we'll, we'll take that up with our... Uh, Frederick Alderman uh, after they're elected. So, <laughs> so uh, obviously, you know, there are lots of other small municipal elections um, outside of the normal cycle, if you will. Lots of the hundreds, hundred, you know, 120 or so towns and municipalities across Maryland will be having elections after November uh, up through, you know, kind of 2018. They're kind of on a, you know, some some are on a vary, varying cycles. What, if <laughs> anything, can the state party do for to encourage you know, Republican candidates, conservative candidates to run in those elections when they aren't necessarily partisan elections? Is that something that you guys uh, at the state party level are keeping tabs on? No, absolutely. And um, this is something that we had actually uh, talked about. So when I had first uh, come on, and I was uh, discussing with, uh, you know, uh, Dirk and Patrick O'Keefe and Margot, and we were saying, you know, the different things that we need to do. And we had said, you know, this is kind of, it's these local elections, these small races that get people actually involved and they get them, you know, aware of what's going on. This is what drives up the turnout as we get closer to, you know, the larger elections, such as, you know, the gubernatorial and the presidential when we get that. And this is how we can actually start to, this is, a, this is the opportunity to build the party. And this is how it works. And this is how it can get going forward. Now, Obviously, with, you know, I mean, Frederick and Annapolis, right now that's going to be taking the focus. However, 
this is where we get the opportunity to kind of put in these plans for building it out on even a smaller scale then, too. When we get, when we, uh, when I first kind of came into Annapolis and I came on, I said uh, to, you know, Patrick O'Keefe, and I said, like, well, you know, one of the big things that we need to be doing is we need to pretty much setting up um, a ground game of sorts uh, to be door knocking. And if we can install this, uh, like a very strong, consistent door knocking ground game in cities like Frederick and Annapolis, then this will help build out and this can be kind of the prototype, the model, for these smaller elections. This is how we can set in place, you know, the plan, the idea, that then can be shared throughout all these smaller towns and all these smaller cities. Um, just a little bit of my background, you know, I was up in Pennsylvania with the finance director up there, um, and through, you know, a lot of these elections, I was very accustomed to... Uh, <laughs> To Pennsylvania going blue as a state statewide. Um, it wasn't until they actually started committing to getting these local elections, people more involved on the ground in uh, their hometowns and their small, you know, municipalities, um, when you started to see things change. As soon as you kind of activate these people, you get them involved in the process, um, that's how it, you know, flips. Now, of course, you know, in... in in Pennsylvania, I saw the issues with, you know, you get stuck with, <laughs> you can't really install a, a large ground game in, you know, the city of Baltimore because, you know, you can give it a shot, but it's just not, it's just not conducive to that. However, you know, when you get an opportunity for cities like Frederick and Annapolis to install this idea, this, this plan in place, it can be shared. So, uh, you know, the, the great thing with the state party I really think is done is they've partnered up with uh, the RNC in a much better organized and, you know, shared uh, kind of campaign to get the tools that we need to actually put this into the hands of our grassroots volunteers, our grassroots organizers in these small municipalities and get them set up so that they can actually move forward on their own. You know, Maryland for quite some time, and you guys know this, I mean, when it comes to, you know, a lot of Republican politics, it has to be a ground-up thing. You know, these people are accustomed to working on, you know, the lower levels. They don't have much, you know, infrastructure above them. And this gives them the tools that they've been needing for so long to set up for continued success. And I think that's what we're doing. Well, <coughs> well our, uh, our time's running short. You've been very generous with your time. If people want to get involved with any of these elections or if they live in one of those um, one of those jurisdictions that's going to have an election over the course of the next year and they want to get involved, how can they get in contact with you to, uh, to help out? No, absolutely. Uh, you know, if you are interested in getting involved, if you're interested in helping out, if you're interested in kind of also trying to make sure that this can help out, you know, your town um, and you can start getting our, uh, some of the data and tools that we have, you know, please reach out to me. Uh, always happy to hear from people. Um, I will admit right now, uh, a little busy with the elections coming up, but I promise that I will get back to you. Uh, the best way to get in touch with me, uh, my email is jerry, and that's G-E-R-R-Y, at M-D-G-O-P dot O-R-G. 
So Jerry with a G at mdgop.org. And uh, my phone number is uh, 347-753-2860. Happy to take calls uh, any time of the night. I said it. I won't, uh, won't turn back from that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jerry Wozer from the Maryland Republican Party, thanks a lot for joining us tonight. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. All right. Take care. You were listening to Maryland's most respected conservative voice, Red Maryland. You can subscribe to all of our Red Maryland Network programming on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and the TuneIn Radio app. You can also listen to the Red Maryland Network by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash redmaryland or visit the home base for all things Red Maryland, redmaryland.com. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. I want to, again, thank our guest, James Appel, who is running in Annapolis's Ward 5 for the Board of Aldermen, and Jerry Wozwick, who is with the Maryland Republican Party. Uh, thank you to those gentlemen. And I definitely encourage all of you listening to get involved in these municipal elections in Frederick and Annapolis. Despite the registration disadvantage Republicans have, they've done exceedingly well. And as I think you've heard, we have some great candidates. So if you have some time to go help out between now and the election in November, please, please consider doing that. Uh, folks, we've got we'd love to get your feedback. You can do that in a number of ways. Send us an email, redmaryland at gmail.com. You can leave us a comment on Facebook, facebook.com slash redmaryland. We're on Twitter, at redmaryland. We're on all the social media. Just search Red Maryland. You'll find us there. We'd love to get your feedback. And if you're a candidate or know someone who is a candidate in the upcoming 2018 election cycle, we'd love to interview you. Send us an email, redmaryland at gmail.com. If you enjoy this program, we have a lot of great programming on the Red Maryland Network you won't want to miss. Let me tell you a little bit about our lineup. Sunday night is the Air Raid, hosted by Brian Griffiths. Tuesday night is a show called The Conservative Refuge, hosted by yours truly, Greg Klein. Uh, every Thursday is the Red Maryland Radio, the flagship show of this network. And, of course, every Friday is a brand new Red Maryland election focus. All during the week, we also share the work of Rob Carson, who is a nationally known conservative radio talk show host who shares his work here on the Red Maryland Network. All of this programming is available in a number of ways. You can go to redmaryland.com and click the subscribe link. And you can find out how you can subscribe to Red Maryland Network programming on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, the TuneIn Radio app, and in the Google Play Store. It's all absolutely free, and we invite you to do that. Folks, thank you for listening. Please do consider participating in these local elections as we head towards 2018. Consider supporting many of the great candidates you hear at Red Maryland on Red Maryland's election focus. Until next time, this is Greg Klein saying hang in there. We will get there.